0: His and Hers Horror features two adults discussing horror movies, serial killers, and other spooky content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. you're listening to his and hers horror my name is tia and i'm david and it's almost christmas
1: yeah yeah we're what uh about two weeks away
0: i think so and i don't i feel i don't know when hanukkah starts (laughs) did it start already okay yes it started yesterday okay i thought i saw something that said that that i thought i saw some happy hanukkah posts but i wasn't sure so happy hanukkah to our jewish listeners yes welcome i hope you enjoy having a good holiday And I hope that this doesn't trigger bad
2: memories.
1: (laughs) That too. You know, I mean, the the holidays are kind of a mixed bag for a lot of folks. Uh, You know, some look at it as warm, happy feelings and some people not so much.
0: Well, and I kind of was, I specifically meant triggering bad memories of receiving less than ideal gifts. Mm. And I'm not talking about socks.
1: Or a tie.
0: Or a tie or some other thing that you didn't necessarily want. Maybe you needed it, but you didn't want it. I'm talking about toys. Mm. Toys that you got as a gift that maybe were well-intentioned, but-
1: Oh, okay, because I did get a strawberry shortcake once from my grandma. No, who who thought I was a girl.
0: Well, that's that's different. That's kind of like Ralphie in A Christmas Story getting a pink bunny suit.
1: At least it kept him warm. This just sat there.
0: Well, fair. No. So today we're going to talk about creepy toys. Yeah, I in prepping for this episode. I talked to my mom and I I asked her, I was like, hey, by the way, this is going to sound weird out of context, but it'll make more sense next week. Did I ever have any toys that scared me? And she didn't know or remember. Okay. She's like, if there were, I don't know, you didn't tell me. And I'm like, okay, so there was nothing that made me scream in horror. So I don't have as many as I thought I was going to. Mm. But that doesn't mean I won't still be contributing. Fair enough. But I know you have several. I do. But before we get to that, dun, 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 This Week in Horror. I watched a musical today, so I'm a little bit more like flamboyant with it. That being said, this isn't horror news, but you guys, you should all go watch the prom because it's really good. Moving on. So you remember when we were first together, Mm -hmm. uh, our first Valentine's Day together. One of the things we watched, we watched a Russell Brand special. Yes, we did. But we also watched True Blood. Yes, we did. HBO is planning on rebooting
1: it. Uh, Okay.
0: Yeah. This news is just coming down recently. That HBO is currently developing a reboot of True Blood. The original show's creator, Alan Ball, is involved. Okay. And it's going to also involve Roberta Aguirre Zacasa.
1: That who, name sounds familiar.
0: He is the mind, one of the minds behind Riverdale and the chilling adventures of Sabrina. Mm. So when I first saw this headline of HBO True Blood reboot, I got a little excited because I was like, oh, Maybe they're going to be closer to the books because the books were actually really good. I've read all the books mm. and the show deviates heavily Right. after basically, basically after the first season, it still uses some of the story beats. But other than that, it just kind of does its own thing. But considering how bonkers Riverdale and Sabrina are compared to their source material, I'm no longer holding out hope for that.
1: <laughs> I mean, who knows? It, it could be totally awesome. It
0: could be really awesome because here's the thing. Am I still watching Riverdale? Yes, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> like literally the second it drops on Netflix, I'm like, I need to watch the entire season right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: So I I don't know. The other piece of news I have is I'm a little bit more excited about. Mm-hmm. It is officially official that we are getting Hocus Pocus two. What? It's officially official. Disney announced it this week. And Bette Midler, Kathy Najimy, and Sarah Jessica Parker are all signed on. Wow. I know. There
1: are is... a lot of people that like that movie.
0: There are. Uh, I... Are you one of them? Yeah. Oh, okay. Fair.
1: I'm indifferent to it.
0: Fair. I mean, it's one of those things where I grew up with it. I watched it every year, basically.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's one of those movies that my mom knows I like it. So there's was this period of time where my mom would buy me a movie that I liked as a gift, mm-hmm. forgetting she had already bought it for me the previous year. So, three years in a row, she bought me Hocus Pocus.
1: Well, there you go. Uh,
0: which is why both myself and several of my friends have copies of it. See? You know. it. Yeah.
1: It, it's a gift that keeps on giving.
0: Yeah, and they've kind of been teasing possibly doing a reboot for, not a reboot, uh, a sequel, for a while now. Mm-hmm. So, the fact that it's been confirmed we are, it is happening, is very exciting. Yeah. So, in addition to that, I have a couple trailers for folks to check out this week. Cool. One of them is actually a video game trailer, so I'll go ahead and get that one out of the way. Mm -hmm. This one you actually peeped me on to. Okay. So, one of my favorite video games that I I keep going back to, especially when I just want to kill an hour, is Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And there was apparently an announcement at the Game Awards Mm -hmm. that the studio behind Left 4 Dead is making a new game.
1: Yeah, you want me to give? Yeah, the details? go for it, man. Yeah, so Turtle Rock Studios, published by Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment, is bringing out this uh, fantastic game. Their press release says, "Back for Blood" is a thrilling cooperative first-person shooter from the creators of the critically acclaimed Left 4 Dead franchise. Uh, you're at the center of the war against the Ridden. Uh, these once-human hosts of a deadly parasite have turned into terrifying creatures bent on devouring what remains of civilization. It's like, think Left 4 Dead. If you've played any of the Left 4 Dead games, turn it up to 11.
0: It looks really good. I will say the worm bit in the cinematic trailer was a bit much.
1: <laughs> well, that's, that, that's how, I mean, it's a parasite. That's, I know, that's how it but works. it did
0: make me go, oh, okay. When I, I was like, no, I didn't need that.
1: <laughs> the game goes into closed alpha on the 17th of December, and it will be available on June 22nd, 2021. On PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X, Steam, and the Epic Game Store.
0: You guys, it was so... David actually checked to see if there were any more alpha keys available for me.
1: Yeah, they were They were <laughs> gone.
0: I, that would have been really cool to be able to alpha test the game. But I. the fact that you even checked was kind of cute. Mm. I love you for it. So the other trailers I have... If anybody out there is a fan of John Wick... Mm. There is a movie coming out called Nobody.
1: Yes. That
0: is basically like it. How to describe it? It's like if John Wick was a mild mannered family man. Yeah. But fucking Bob Odenkirk's in it.
1: (laughs) He's nobody.
0: Better Call Saul is like basically like a a, uh,
1: retired. He called himself an auditor. An
0: auditor. He's basically John Wick. But like imagine if John Wick was like a middle aged white guy with a wife and two kids
1: yeah it's he's he's retired he was a retired auditor
0: it looks so good though it It, looks really cool
1: it it looks bonkers there's a
0: there's a red band trailer on youtube i highly recommend mm -hmm. checking it out another trailer i have just released today so i'm sure a lot of people have been disney's announcing a bunch of shit right now Mm -hmm. so they're announcing all the marvel stuff that's coming Mm -hmm. and other projects and things of that nature that's why we've got this hocus pocus 2 news also so, in addition to trailer, uh, new trailers for WandaVision and What If, and The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we finally have a trailer for the Loki series.
1: It actually looks pretty decent. Oh my
0: god, it looks so good! I'm really excited for it. It's not just because I'm in love with Tom Hiddleston. It just, it also just looks great. It, it looks so cool.
1: It, it does look good. I, I don't have anything bad to say about it.
0: Yeah. I would do also recommend checking out the trailer for what if that looks really cool.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, it's all animated. It looks really good. The last trailer I have is for the creep show holiday special, which I know mm. I mentioned previously, it's releasing on shutter on the 18th of December. And I, I saw a trailer for it today. We actually watched it just before starting to record. And y'all like halfway through the trailer, I shrieked. I've read this story. Because it is based on a short story by uh, this horror author I like called J.A. Conrath. Mm -hmm. It's based on a short story he wrote for Wolvesbane and Mistletoe. Oh, cool. A few years ago. So check that out because it also looks amazing. And Anna Camp is in it and she's just adorable.
2: Yeah.
1: I've actually got one more piece too. Go for it. Also from the Video Game Awards, there's actually quite a few horror themed games that had premiere trailers if you're a fan of Dead Space. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Callisto Protocol, which is coming in 2022, mm-hmm. is a new story-driven single-player survival horror game brought to us by the creators of Dead Space. So
0: That's why it looked so Dead Spacey. y okay. Yeah, uh,
1: it's from uh, <laughs> Striking Distance Studios. And it it looks really good. I was getting vibes of not just a little bit of Dead Space, but also a little bit of like whale and utani alien, alien stuff but also doom a little bit a, a little doomy a little thingy yeah <laughs> a little thingy <laughs> a,
0: a little reminiscent of john carpenter's the thing
1: yes that's much better that's a better way a, of putting it <laughs> a little thingy could be anything
0: yeah let's not leave that open to interpretation it just it looks really good i'm not we'll have to see once we get more information on it how the creatures look because if we're if we end up in a um
1: High phobic ratio yeah then yeah. we're
0: then we're going to have to figure something out that's fine I'll go, <laughs> you play parts for me while I watch something on my phone real quick okay all right so that I think is going to do it for this week in horror which not bad
1: yeah that's, we had some stuff that's this actually week. quite a bit yeah. i know
0: that seems like a lot all right so let's jump into it creepy toys mm. i feel like as long as toys have been a mass-marketed thing, there have been not-so-great options being released for kids. Fair. Chatty Cathy dolls always seem really weird to me.
1: Yeah, those are... Yeah. There
0: are, are a lot of different types of baby dolls that were... I, I don't know anymore how baby dolls are, because I don't have a kid, mm. and Chloe was never really into baby dolls. But I remember... When I was a kid, there were some that, like... There was one I had that you could actually, like, feed it stuff, and it would, quote-unquote,
1: poop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Would you like hours of fun? Feed this child and then change its diaper. Yeah. That's... Oh, shit. That's parenthood.
0: There was one that looked like it cried real
1: tears... Oh, yeah, that's not unsettling.
0: There was that Cabbage Patch doll that could actually eat things that actually got taken off the market because it led to some injuries.
1: Yeah, it was like eating kids' hair it or was something pin- like that. Yeah, it
0: was eating kids' hair, or, like pinching their fingers really hard. Because mm. uh, I guess the mo- the way the motor worked, you yeah. couldn't stop it once it started. It Child, had Shredder,
1: to, it, Child Shredder 3000.
0: Well, because it had to keep going. and Because t- basically you were supposed to feed it the stuff that it came with, which was like a French fry and a carrot. So it would keep doing the motion until it got to the end of that thing. And then I think it fell out like a hole somewhere.
1: Carrots and French fries are the entire diet of, of all children in America.
0: No, they aren't. <laughs> Don't listen to him. I, look, fr- French fries are delicious. Yes. Carrots are delicious, but I ate other things as a child. Fair enough. So do lots of children. Anyway, what's your first spooky toy story?
1: Well, you remember Teddy Ruxpin?
0: I, I do. I never had one.
1: Neither did I. What I had was a talking fievel from American Tail.
0: You've mentioned this thing to me before. Yes. I don't remember
1: it. So the way they worked was, or at least, I never like disassembled one to see how it worked exactly, but there was basically a cassette tape player in the back. So yes, this was an olden days toy. Uh <laughs> And I think it took D or C cell batteries. I mean, it, it was...
0: Probably. It probably took some big old batteries. I mean,
1: this thing was like kind of a hefty toy doll. I mean, well, I don't yeah, know. Well,
0: yeah, it had a whole fucking tape deck built into it.
1: Yeah. So you would put the... T- you were supposed to put the tape that came with it, and he would basically like tell you stories and things like that.
0: yeah. yeah. There were with the Teddy Ruxpin one. I imagine the five hundred one was this way too. There, you could it usually it would come with a tape and a book, mm-hmm. and then you could buy more.
2: Right, and there the were ma- additions. The, the mouth
1: would move with with the the sounds, or at least it it looked close enough for my my young eyes. I wasn't like looking for lip syncing or anything. No, you know, it was tech. just
0: basically the mouth would open and close in in time somewhat.
1: So. I also, at a very young age, started making my own mixtapes.
0: Sounds about right.
1: And I wasn't very good at it at first. Oh. So sometimes there would be, like, dead air.
0: Well, and mi- making mixtapes, and people in our generation and above will remember this, making mixtapes was an art.
1: Oh, it, it was an art. It was I, hard. I did get good at it, and actually, at one point, I was making, like... Because I had a microphone, too, so I would... Basically, DJ my own radio station that broadcasted to whoever had the tape. Nice. Um, so it was extremely secure radio airwaves. But I put one of those mix tapes in. Yeah. And there was a whole bunch of dead air, so I thought the tape was over. Oh my God. <laughs> so I got bored. I got done with it, and I went to go like turn on. I think it was my Nintendo. And I was just sitting there, and Five was like, I don't know, maybe three feet from me. And all of a sudden, Welcome to the Jungle started playing from, from Guns N' Roses. <laughs> and, and his mouth was like moving all fast. And I'm like,
2: ah.
1: And, and, and that was the end of my relationship with Five because that tape came out of him. And he went in the closet. And that's where he sat. And he guarded against other monsters. That, it, it, but it creeped me the hell out. because I don't think I've ever run that fast away from a video game that I was yeah. playing because of an inanimate object. Yeah, screaming that, at me.
0: That sounds about right. I actually, I got an automated toy, or at least somewhat automated toy, when I was a kid. Uh, I don't remember exactly what year we got these, but uh, you remember Furbies, right? Uh-huh. Well, my sister and I did not get Furbies. What we got was there was a there was a little known offshoot that came out uh, not long after the Furbies, started being so popular, called a Shelby.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: But it was so it was basically a Furby, but like in a clamshell? Hmm. So this is what it looked like.
1: Yeah. That that's I know. Uh that's um that's like combat ready Furbies.
0: Yeah. Ooh, this is actually the one I had, this purple one right here. Cool. Yep. I guess no 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 so they could talk because so for shelby's as well as Furbies, they could talk to each other so like mm-hmm. if you had more than one they could communicate so to speak so my aunt got my sister and i each one so they could talk to each other but the thing is it was so weird and creepy because it would it's not like the furby that just sat there the shell actually moved so it occasionally it would be like it was asleep and the shell would close and like cover the eyes and everything Mm -hmm. and then at some point it would just like wake up and the shell would open and like sometimes it was just
1: that sounds really disturbing
0: yeah we i I don't we did not play with them for that long
1: yeah that's understandable Yeah. yeah 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 no
0: no so what's your next one
1: uh, the next one, actually, it, it okay, so have you ever seen those, like, action play sets that come, like, you can dress up like like characters from, like, toys and, and cartoons and stuff? Kind of, yeah. Okay, so...
0: Where they're, like, costumes, basically?
1: Yeah, they're, they're like, costume pieces and such. Uh, yeah,
0: they still make them today, they're just, most of them are, like, Disney princesses.
1: Well, I had the Masters of the Universe action play set. And I had the whole full deluxe shebang. So I had He-Man's uh, kind of leather daddy chest piece <laughs> uh, and an axe. Was which... it like
0: foam abs and everything?
1: No, no. It was it was just the the, the like X harness, the suspender
0: aqua- suspenders. Yeah, and... the the. Okay. No, I know what you mean.
1: Yeah, plastic suspenders that don't flex. That that was. Or maybe it was like a full chest piece. I don't, I don't know. I didn't really play with that part. I remember it coming with like a sword and an axe. Okay. I may be misremembering the axe, but I can tell you that the, the sword was very disappointing. Cause Uh, it didn't
0: actually turn you into He-Man?
1: Well, that too. Okay. Uh, But it also came with Skeletor's scepter. Nice. And a hooded skull mask.
0: Ooh.
1: That was glow in the dark. Right? That, that's...
0: that sounds cool, but it also sounds like a recipe for disaster. <laughs> it
1: was. So I played with that, you know, I mean, I was six, maybe seven. Yeah. And I played with it for a good day and a half or two days. Sorry, whoever bought that for me, but that's about as much play as you can get from it when I had no friends to play with. Yeah. Uh, so I mainly just hung out with the Skeletor mask on outside. Yeah. Uh, also probably the last time I played outside a whole bunch. But since that skeleton mask was soaking up those those sweet, sweet, you know, radioactive rays. Yeah.
0: That delicious, wh- delicious sunlight.
1: <laughs> when I wasn't going to be playing with it anymore, my idea of picking up my room, as my parents would say, you know, pick up your room, I would just throw everything in the general direction of my closet and if the closet door closed, victory. <laughs> oh, God. So, fast forward, I don't know, a couple days, I guess.
0: Jesus, the -the glow-in-the-dark thing will last forever.
1: I'm guessing it was a couple days. Anyway, I wake up, it's about two in the morning, and, I mean, this is a big California ranch-style house. So, I mean, my folks are on the exact opposite side of the house, so, I mean, there was no one around. Mm -hmm. I got up, I got a drink of water, went to the bathroom, whatever I did. All I know is when I got back to bed, I was curling up, I rolled over on my side, and there's a glowing fucking skull staring at me from my closet, just peering around about a foot off the ground. And I'm like, that I, I don't know if I actually screamed or just opened my mouth and tried to force a scream out. Yeah. But that burned into my memory for, well, up until now anyway. Uh, that was terrifying.
0: I can imagine.
1: Because being the rational young child I was, I just presumed if it, I didn't look at it, it would go away. Um, it didn't, and it wasn't until the next morning that I realized it was the Skeletor mask. So,
0: I wonder if that's why you never played with it again. Eh. I wonder if that was part of it. Like maybe it, like in your in your subconscious somewhere, you were like, "No, don't play with that," because that, I might have a scary experience again.
1: No. No, I mean, I was also the kid that slept with his with his feet under his pillow and his head where his feet goes when the Night Stalker was out in California, so... I mean... I, didn't, I thought he was going to cut my head off with an axe, so I figured if he cut my feet off, you know, I'd still survive. Fair. That was the way I acted as a child, so... Yeah. You're welcome.
0: Yeah, no, I get it. So my next one, this is not a toy I had. Okay. It is a toy that... I, I guess my aunt had, because it was in, whenever I would go to stay with her, it sat in a rocking chair in her guest room.
1: I'm already creeped out.
0: It, yeah, it terrified me. So, are you familiar with Rushton rubber face dolls? No. Okay. I did not know that that's what they were actually called. So I will show you an image here in a minute, but I'm going to describe this thing first. Okay. And this is not, this was not when I was a child, by the way. This was when I was late teens, early twenties, that this thing scared the shit out of me. So imagine a regular old teddy bear, Mm -hmm. but instead of a regular teddy bear face, it has a porcelain child face or in this, or a rubber child face, I guess.
1: No, no. So
0: soft, squishy teddy bear, hard plastic. No. Yeah. She had one of these, I'm assuming it was le- it was something that she'd had since childhood because it it was hella old.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But it scared the crap out of me. I don't know what it was about it. I I think it was just the, the just the unmoving staring face.
2: Okay. Because
0: the way that the, the rocking chair was, it faced the, the end of the bed. So if I sat up in the middle of the night, that thing was basically staring at me.
1: Yeah, no thank you.
0: Yeah. So whenever I stayed at her house, the extra blanket that was on the bed went over that doll. I'm smart? Yeah. Uh so I'm going to show you now a couple of exa- I don't I couldn't find one that looked exactly the way this doll looked, but I found some that are close. So sure, give sure. me just a second. Sure. Ta-da.
1: Oh, fuck no. No. No 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 no. No no no. No. That's Oh, and that one looking off to the side. Fuck that. No. No no. Yeah. No, those those are those are nightmare fuel. That's no, that's not that's unacceptable.
0: Yeah, right?
1: That's, no, that should have never been manufactured, let alone mass manufactured.
0: I, I don't know whose idea it was to make these. You guys just all you have to do is Google Rushton rubber face doll and you will find what we're talking about. Just image image search Rushton rubber face. Rushton is R U S H T O N. They're so creepy. Uh,
1: like, w- okay, that that deer-looking thing. That's looking at you like, hey, baby, yeah. what are you doing later?
0: Yeah, there's one that looks like a fox. There's one that looks like a duck.
1: Yeah, no, they, they, can all, they can all go in the same pile.
0: I'm assuming this one is meant to be like a cow.
1: Oh, is that a cow? That's the one that I'm saying has the, like, come-hither look. And a, I'm sorry, a child's doll shouldn't have a come-hither it does, look.
0: It, do- <laughs> it does look like... It's very much of a, uh, how you doing kind of face.
1: Yeah. In a, in a very, if you're not doing so right, you know, oh look, they have a fish. Oh God. No. Get, <laughs> get, get the away. F- oh God. That laughing face one was awful. Oh yeah. No, let's, let's just not, let's just <laughs> not on those. Those are, yeah. no, those are, those are wrong. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. If those are your favorite thing in the world. Let's not meet.
0: Yeah. Those things give Annabelle a run for her money.
1: Oh, yeah. No. An- Annabelle would be running from that. They're like. Eh.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Uh, no. No, 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 i
0: sorry. I feel like I've traumatized you. Yeah, just a bit. I feel like we're going to get angry tweets after this episode goes live and people are going to be like, how dare you?
1: Well, I mean... I vaguely recall having seen something like that before, mm-hmm. but seeing all of them grouped together on that image search page—yeah, like I needed—I needed some musical background to to show how intensely that was not.
0: Song moves, baby moves. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Ugh. Song too. <laughs> so,
1: let me ask you this. Yeah. How young is too young to have an existential crisis?
0: I'd say if you're below the age of 13. Okay. Why? How old were you?
1: Checking. How
0: how old were you when you had your first existential crisis? Uh,
1: I've (laughs) got to pull that page back up real quick. Oh, okay. I was eight.
0: That's a little young, yeah. What caused this existential crisis in you?
1: Well, aside from being at the height of the Cold War and things periodically being on TV talking about, you know, what to do if a nuclear bomb strikes and and all that stuff. I mean, we had nuclear bomb drills at school.
0: Yeah, it's actually starting to come back to my... I'm starting to realize now that what I thought were earthquake drills when I was a kid were actually nuclear fallout drills. Mm -hmm. And the reason I've realized this is because I started thinking about, we're in Missouri. Why were they having us do earthquake drills? There are no earthquakes in Missouri.
1: Yeah, there are. New Madrid fault. They're still, they're, mm. We've had three since we since we've known each other.
0: I haven't felt them.
1: Oh well, you weren't awake. There, but no. Uh, on top of that, there was a TV show that had car- that had toys because again, a lot of toys this and kids' TV shows. Yeah. Basically, the TV shows were commercials for the toys.
0: Yeah, GI Joe. What the cartoon GI Joe was made to sell toys.
1: Yes. Well, GI Joe didn't really freak me out that much. Except for Serpentor's whole Cobra la 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 thing. Yeah. But then I just realized that was not fun to try to shout while playing with friends. There was this toy line called Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future.
0: I don't remember
1: this. Well, it coincided with the series that ran from September 1st, 1987 to March 27th, 1988. It was a U.S. Canadian co production. Okay. And the general gist of it was that it was uh, post-apocalyptic. I mean, it was really dark for a kid's show.
0: Yeah, a lot of kid's shows in the 80s were really dark.
1: Well. Th- Shit,
0: look at Captain Planet. There was an episode about drugs.
1: Everything in the 80s had at least one very special episode about drugs. No, that
0: one was terrifying. But, yeah.
1: How would you feel if your sentience was taken away and stored In a digital repository, and your body turned to ash.
0: No, that sounds terrible.
1: That is the entire premise of digitizing, which is what happened when people got captured by the bad guys in Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future. At least every episode, as well as in the opening credits for the show, you would see someone get digitized.
0: So, okay, so when you say turn to ash...
1: There is an ash pile on the ground.
0: So are we talking about like the snap kind of turn to Ash?
1: No, no. Like you can hear an agonizing cry as they're being pulled into a digital storage.
0: I mean, I heard to an,
1: power things.
0: To be fair, I heard an agonizing cry as with Spider Man. But that was me. Well And we're and the rest a, of the after audience. we're done
1: recording, I'm gonna pull <laughs> something up and, and you'll you'll see what I'm talking about. Okay. Uh apparently the show itself Kind of fizzled out because there's a lot of backlash because uh, people, I bet well that not only how dark it was, but also it was a little too silly and campy, especially with a name like that to you know be attractive to adult viewers. You know, Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future. You know, but it, it was live action with like CG elements. Mm, okay, but the toys had like the 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 bad guys and the good guys and stuff had these like weird like I don't want to say flashy but like think moving QR codes. It, I, that's about the best way I can describe it. Okay. And the toys like the like there's this this aircraft and it had a little pistol handle on it and you could shoot at the bad guys on the show if you shoot them in the little flashy bits. Yeah. You get points. But they can shoot at you too. So, like, if your aircraft takes, I think it was on the third hit, the ejector seat pops open, the canopy pops off, and whoever's sitting in it, you know, flies out. There was a whole, like, command base type thing that had a little uh, turret gun at the top, Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: you could put people in different positions in there, and as the building took damage from the show that you, basically, you're failing to defend your, your toys, your friends... They would get blown out of walls and stuff.
0: So you basically had this toy in front of the television while you were watching it. Yes. Okay.
1: They were the most stressful 22 minutes I ever experienced. I've seen every episode. I remember watching every episode.
0: Yeah, that does seem very
1: disconcerting. Like, I, I don't even remember much plot. I just remember everybody looking so miserable except for the main characters. Well,
0: because the whole thing with, with kids, when they are watching something that ends up freaking them out, is you can be like, oh, it's okay. It's just a show. It's not real. But something like this...
1: It was live action. It felt real.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. It Well, not not only did it feel real, it to you, it was real because it was affecting things in your living room.
1: Or in my hand. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, there was one time where... I remember my parents being a little concerned because my command center had lost. Yeah. But I had planned for this morning. Cause this was like early morning. This was like six, seven in the morning. I had the aircraft behind me, so it didn't take any damage. Mm. I was blocking the damage for my aircraft, which I actually thought I was getting like radiation damage or something. Oh, so I pull my aircraft out and I had captain power in it. And I was like, As long as he survives, there's still hope for the resistance. An eight-year-old. Yeah. Using their own body. As a shield. To shield their toy. Yeah. To help protect the resistance.
0: That's so sweet and also so sad.
1: I was willing to give my life. At eight years old to make sure that Captain Power and the soldiers of the future continued on. Oh and the most of the bad guys were like these like bird robot
0: that, soulless
1: looking creatures and
0: That sounds weird.
1: I don't know. It was it was just really probably poorly planned.
0: Probably. I don't think anybody thought it thought that kind of thing through. I'm sh- it was the 80s. I'm sure there was a lot of cocaine involved.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: So the next one I have is not mine. Okay. It is my mom's.
1: What would your mom bring to the table?
0: So as I mentioned earlier, I talked to my mom a couple times today and I just kind of asked her out of hand, you know, did I have any toys that scared me? Mm-hmm. And she couldn't remember anything for either myself or my sister. But then she goes, but I have one. Oh, and I'm like, okay, what toy scared you when you were a kid? So the way she tells it, this is when she was very little. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly how old she was. I'm assuming based on the, on the way she told the story, it was before um, any of my uncles were born. Right. So my grandparents apparently took my mom with them to the store. And at the store, there was what looked like a little uh, picnic basket. Okay. And when you wound it up, it played a song, and uh, at the end of the song, a puppy jumped out of the top of the basket.
1: Okay, the premise sounds adorable.
0: Yeah, it sounds adorable. And apparently my mom loved it. Hmm. So my grandparents bought it for her. Okay. So they got it home, and the first time she played with it, apparently it scared her so much that she wouldn't stop screaming she just started screaming and crying and never played with it again every time they tried after that it would just scare the shit out of her she doesn't know why
1: so basically she wanted it in concept but when it was their present for her to use it it
0: well and they did it for her in the store
1: hmm. so
0: imagine a kid being so it, it, it basically sounded like a very cute jack-in-the-box
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: And most kids either love or hate Jack in the Boxes. Yeah,
1: I don't see very many kids that are indifferent to them.
0: Yeah. So it seemed like, based on what she told me, that she absolutely loved this thing when they were in the store. But once they got it home, it was almost like based on how young she probably was, because I'm going to say she was probably like two. She probably, because object permanence is not a thing until a certain age. She probably forgot it existed between the store and home. And so when they gave it to her to play with, she had forgotten all about it and it scared the crap out of her. Okay. Because that's basically what a Jack in the Box is. It's a jump scare toy.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. It primes you for jump scares.
0: Jack in the Box more like a jump scare in a box. Yeah. Ooh. I need to look and see if there are any horror themed Jack in the Boxes
1: anyway i bet there are yes well
0: those would be neat
1: all right well i've got my shopping done for your birthday then no
0: no i just want to see if they exist i don't necessarily want one
1: i'll get you a whole collection
0: nope please don't okay i just like i said i just want to see if they exist i want proof of concept i don't (laughs) need it in my hands
1: fair fair
0: all right so i have i only have one more i don't know about you and these are less, this thing is less, these are less scary and more gross to me.
1: Okay. I've got a gross one too. And I, it's one line. All right. What's yours? Um, Remember Boglins?
0: I do. I saw those on an article today when I was uh, Googling some things. I
1: mean, they were a bit gross. Yeah. Not bad, but there is a scary part to it. Okay. There is more than one line because I just remembered this. And so, some of our younger folks in the audience may not know this, or folks from other countries, but there was a nine seven six number that you could call okay. to talk to Boglins. Now, granted, they would say, "Kids, get your parents' permission before you call."
0: Well, yeah, most stuff said that. There's
1: and I know, I know full well some kids did not get their parents' permission and just dialed the numbers on the screen.
0: Were you one of those kids?
1: I was not. Okay. However, uh, I knew someone who was, who was charged. I think uh, I I want to say it was somewhere between a dollar ninety nine a minute and three ninety nine a minute to talk, and they racked up quite the phone bill. Oof. Yeah. So this was you were paying to talk to basically a recording because I don't think there was a live person on the other end. Probably not. And. You were still getting charged, even if you got creeped out by it and, like, set the phone down and walked away. That's what my friend did. Yeah. So, I don't know how long they, that phone call actually lasted, because he said it was only a few minutes and he didn't see what the big deal was with his parents, but... Uh, I'm
0: sure it cost a lot.
1: So, Joe, if you're listening, um, I hope your parents got over that. Just saying, good luck.
0: Yeah. So, mine is a thing that actually came out the year of my birth. Oh. And they still fucking exist. They are still making these things.
1: Okay. I
0: did not realize that until I started looking into it. When I look... Because I'm looking at the Wikipedia page right now, mm-hmm. and it says, availability, 1985 to present. So, realistically, I could go to Target right now and buy a pack of these. What are they? Garbage Pail Kids.
1: Oh, yeah. Those were awesome.
0: No. They're weird and okay. (laughs) I'm going to let you continue while I try and find some of the ones that, um, why don't you tell me about garbage pail kids and your experiences with garbage pail kids while I try and find the ones that traumatized me.
1: Okay. Well, I was an unusual child.
0: Yes. I'm sure you were.
1: I, I only say was because I'm no longer a child. I'm still unusual, but I mean, they, they were gross out cartoon children and most of them were done in poor taste.
0: Yeah, they had names like Adam Bomb and, and mm-hmm. Blasted Billy and...
1: I actually might still have some. Oh, really? Yeah, maybe.
0: Oh. Anyway, continue on.
1: That's all I got. Oh, that's
0: all you have? I, okay. I mean, I
1: don't remember most of their names. I just remember that they were mostly in poor taste and most kids they at were. school were like, oh, wow, or oh, gross. And, and I was like, do you want it? I'll sell it to you for a dollar.
0: Yeah, they were, they were designed to parody Cabbage Patch Kids. Art Spiegelman is actually one of the artists behind it. So that was kind of interesting. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Some of the ones that I was not a particular fan of were, let me see, Crater Chris.
1: Oh, yeah. That's the kid with all the, the pimples, right?
0: Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Adam Bomb was fine.
1: Just kind of had a mushroom cloud head.
0: Yeah, he had, a, he had a mushroom cloud head. Let me see. Who's one of the other ones? Sandwich Sarah was kind of gross.
1: I don't remember that one.
0: Uh, she was the one whose card featured her making a sandwich with her own boogers.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. Which, I mean, they could have come up with a better idea than... than
0: I mean, that. they could have, but they didn't.
1: That one's definitely in poor taste. Uh, let me see. Because no one wants a booger sandwich.
0: No. The crater one was the main one that really skeezed me out. I get that leaky Lou.
1: Mm, Yeah. 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 Considering. Yeah. Yeah. He's holy. He's a yeah. holy child. So I used to call you... him the holy child. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember. So you can
0: ex- you can understand given some of my phobias.
1: Yeah. Wrinkled Rita, dead Ted, drunk Ken, as in drunken but drunk Ken. Yeah. 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 I-, I could s- I could see why they grossed you out.
0: Leaky Lindsay hmm They're just they're I, I feel like they weren't made to be they were made to be gross yeah. is the thing. And they succeeded with me.
1: I mean they're garbage pail kids, yeah. not not friendly, happy friend times. Well
0: yeah, but because they're because they're garbage pail kids and they look like cabbage pe I mean I distinctly remember seeing like displays and stuff as mm-hmm. a child and I feel like I wish I just wish I hadn't <laughs> For some of these, I don't know. I get that. I wish they had been put in a place where I didn't have to see them, necessarily. I still can't believe these things got their own fucking movie. (laughs) (laughs) Like, to this day, I cannot, I don't understand how the fuck that happened. Yeah. The only thing I can say is, it was the 80s and there was probably a lot of cocaine involved. Probably. Let's leave it at that. So that's the last one I have. I wasn't sure if you had any more.
1: I really only have one more because right. the others are just kind of vague fever dreams, you know, remembering things like Spiral Zone and Sectars which was just a totally bizarre concept. Again, both of those were toy lines with really dark cartoons. Like both of them were post-apocalyptic type things. Sectar- yeah. Sectars basically these were people that had like uh, antennae and they they could bond with a giant insect. I had I had a couple of those like a flying I mean the insect really th- weird, yeah. Yeah, like if you see one of the just the insect mounts sitting on the floor, you'd be like, What the hell is that? It looks like a flying rat. Right. But no, the the one I wanna go with really, and this is actually something that is much more scary for adults than children.
0: Okay. How is it scarier for adults than for children?
1: Because one, most of the time an adult either buys it or is given to them by another adult and this is a jump scare machine for adults okay so imagine this you're i you either have kids or you're at some place that has kids you're staying the night or you live there whichever your situation is Mm-hmm. you get up and walk into the kitchen to grab a glass of water maybe you're hungry maybe you're gra- grabbing a snack you do you i'm not gonna narrate what you're doing in the kitchen yeah And you walk past one of those motion-activated play sets that starts doing all these loud noises and lights. At two in the morning, with a plastic cup of water, you're gonna be... You're lucky if you don't spill it. Yeah. You know, and and then there's that mad rush to go, oh god, I gotta turn this off. And then it becomes like this bomb defusal simulator, but with, like, play school toys. yeah. That happened to me on multiple occasions Throughout my life where I'm like Okay, I need to figure out how to turn this thing off And some of them, you gotta pull the batteries
0: Motion activated toys in general I feel like are a mixed bag mm. Because mo- For the most part, they can be turned off Yeah And I'm sure everyone will recall from our Pilot episode yeah, My story of my friend's Motion activated <laughs> Freddy Krueger doll yes. That she used to scare the shit out of me When we were in high school I feel... I don't know. I just feel like stuff like that is... It can be... It can be cool, but it can also cause extreme terror. Yeah. And I can also imagine someone accidentally activating it in the middle of the night and someone just being like, what the fuck is
1: going on? (laughs) Right, because then suddenly you hear all this commotion. That's why, like, you know, if you're the one that sets it off, you're like, oh, shit. And, And it's amazing how loud whispering oh shit is. Yeah. In a house full of sleeping people, because instantly other people are awake and they're like, what's going on? It's like... Everybody go back to bed. I just walked past a thing. Yeah. There's nothing wrong. They're like, I thought you were a burglar. I'm like, so you wouldn't hear glass breaking or, or, you know, something like that. But you hear someone go, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah.
0: Although, realistically, you bring up a good point. Those would be great alarm systems against burglars.
1: Mm, To an extent. To an extent. To an extent.
0: All right. So I think that's going to do it for us this week. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on this tour of creepy toys. Obviously there were like creepy dolls and stuff that we probably could have included, but we've talked about creepy dolls before.
1: And we kind of wanted to focus on stuff that we had more personal connection with. Yeah. Rather than just stuff we researched. I didn't
0: really have any, as far as I can recall, I didn't really have any dolls that I considered creepy or anything like that.
1: Because you're smart.
0: Yeah. I don't play with creepy dolls. So anyway, (laughs) thank you for joining us. We will, do we want to let them know what we're doing next week?
1: What are we doing next week?
0: We're doing uh, Christmas themed horror movies. Oh yeah,
1: we're doing Christmas themed horror movies next week. Yeah. Because reasons. Because, Uh, well, you know. Well, well, and because that way. It ties us into the zeitgeist. It ties into the, (laughs) yes, it does that. And it also, you know, this way by the time it airs, you know, it'll be just about time for you to say, oh, we should watch that tonight. You know. Yeah,
0: exactly. There you go. And I have some new stuff for us to watch, so it's not just gonna be the same old thing. There's a couple things on Shutter we'll have to check out. Yeah. Before we record. Absolutely. I am there's a couple things I've never actually seen that I'm really excited about. Same. So I'm gonna try I'll probably mention the obvious ones, but I'm gonna try and focus on stuff that's a little bit
1: more niche. I'm still gonna mention my favorite.
0: I know you are. It's fine. So uh you can as always follow us on Twitter at H2Horrorcast can send us your prompt and film recommendations to h2horrorcast at gmail.com we also have a patreon so mm-hmm. if you would like to be a uh, patreon subscriber that will be fantastic we are at uh, patreon.com slash h2horrorcast
1: yeah check out check out what you get from that
0: exactly uh when i give our patron shout out to lizzie and my mom Thank you guys so much. We love you both.
1: Really appreciate it. And thank you for your support.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Last thing we have, uh, our Facebook page, Mm -hmm. uh, which um, due to having more spare time now, I'll be able to update more regularly. Fair enough. So, yay.
1: Fantastic. There's all the things. All the things in one place. What more could you ask for?
0: Exactly. So great. It's awesome. So once again, I want to say happy Hanukkah to all our Jewish listeners. I hope you enjoy and have a great time. I know this year is weird because we're not spending it. Realistically, we're not spending it with our families, but hopefully you are able to still do stuff over Zoom and Skype and things of that nature. So even if you can't be together in body, you can at least be together in spirit and via the power of the Internet. All right. So until next time, my name is Tia.
1: And I'm still David.
0: And thank you for listening.
1: Bye. Music for this episode was Out of Time by Shane Ivers of Silverman Sound. Our artwork was created by Katherine Nixon.